Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. So glad to have you part of this Soul Talk. We are blessed to be in community with you, to follow Jesus together, especially now as we air this podcast. We are celebrating Holy Week and the coming resurrection of Jesus, and we are all so thankful for Jesus, uh, his person, his work on the cross, and his resurrection, bringing God to us, bringing the kingdom of God to us. Uh, It's because of Jesus that we are in this relationship with you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, friends, for joining us. So today's podcast in honor of Holy Week and the resurrection of Jesus is Resurrected Living, Loving, and Leading. And uh, we'll especially be talking about the stage of Spirit-Led Ministry, which is the fifth of the six Christ stages in Journey of the Soul. This podcast is a part two of last week's podcast, celebrating the two-year anniversary of Journey of the Soul. And Christy, we are doing a take two on this podcast because we had a rambunctious (laughs) cat, uh, our new cat, Andy, beautiful uh, white cat with blue eyes, and we thought he would be real cuddly because he's a rag doll, so we named him Andy for Raggedy Andy. But he's mostly not a cuddler. He's no, mostly he's, he's not ragdoll, but he is raggedy in his personality. He is all boy and testosterone, <laughs> yeah. and he just doesn't seem to grow out of that. No. And so he was coming back in here uh, about to chew our podcast equipment <laughs> cords, and you were dealing with him, and we were trying to just keep talking. Keep and, the conversation going while trying to keep him away from the cords. And I was seeing you distracted, and it was distracting me. <laughs> And finally, uh, I'm, we're just sharing with you, friends listening. Uh, finally, I just I, I push pause and I just kind of let out a scream. Ah! I can't handle this anymore because I was trying to just stay focused for you who are listening, and I just I just lost it. And so, fortunately, we can just kind of like push pause. But um, so then we we had to do a little bit of. Soul talk. Uh, yeah, we got to do a soul talk. We got to repair. And I told you, well, I'm sorry. I got frustrated there and just let out a yelp. And uh, just the, the stress just uh, building up. And there's, there's still this perfectionist in me that wants control. I, I, I keep releasing that to the Lord and, and his grace. But, but sometimes it's like, wow, this is like just driving me up a wall. And so you were very gracious to listen and empathize and give me a soft heart. It's okay. I understand. You know, actually, I wasn't losing concentration. You've got this spaghetti brain mm-hmm. for multitasking. So here, so here we are. But I had empathy for you and how it would feel to be talking and feel like I'm not listening to you. I'm trying to rally a cat. <laughs> yeah, you're going over down here under the table, picking them up and squirting them with the, the, the bottle that's supposed to be the cat away spray. But I think he just likes it. He's like, it's a game to him. It is a game to him, yeah. Yeah, and so what does this have to do with the resurrected, living, loving, and leading? For me, what, what it has to do with that is relying on the, the spirit of Jesus uh, rather than my own self, and that I don't have to be, I don't have to be perfect. And actually, God often does His best work of grace and uh, telling of 
the story of Jesus through our brokenness, in this case, through my stress, my perfectionism, my wanting to get it right, not, not wanting to be distracted and that, that sort of thing. God meets us right in that place. And it's not about, Soul Talks isn't about Bill and Christie giving a, a perfect presentation. It's about a organic conversation in the presence of Jesus. And we're inviting you who are listening to join us. And we trust the risen Christ with you to be speaking to you and to your soul, exactly what you need to hear to quicken your spirit to hear. And that is such a, a gift that we learn in Spirit-Led Ministry, Bill, as we're talking about Journey to Soul and the Christ stages, we especially begin to learn to depend upon the presence of the risen Christ at work, his spirit, in that season, that stage. It's kind of like in in the early stages, the first half of the journey, we, we really are living mostly in that cycle of works that we write about. But in the second half and in spirit-led ministry, we really have learned to live in that cycle of grace, dependency upon God's grace, receiving it and overflowing in it. In the cycle of works, we, we work hard, we, we, we do our, our, our best, we're very industrious in what we're doing, whether it's family, ministry, a job, saving money, uh, shopping errands, uh, managing the home, whatever we're doing, we, we work hard, running the kids here and there as we have school-age kids, in your later stage of life as Christian and I are in, caring for your grandkids. And, and so we, we, we do our work, we, our works of love. But we're prone to do that in order to be loved, in order to be accepted. And that leads to low self-esteem, that leads to emptiness, that leads to a compulsive cycle where I need to, need to work more in order to, to prove myself, in order to be liked, in order to, to win, in order to uh, be successful and it leaves us empty. And so the cycle of grace begins with we are accepted freely and fully as we are with our sins. While we're yet still sinners, Christ died for us, we read in Romans chapter 5. And so the acceptance of God, the loving presence of God empowers us. So grace is not only the unmerited favor, it's also the power, the strength of God. And as we teach in our institute, when, when you study the scriptures in the New Testament on grace, as, as we do in our institute retreats, you see that every time Paul or Luke, or Jesus, other writers are explaining or referencing God's grace to us, they're connecting it with strength, giftings, abilities, power. And so God's grace actually gives us the power to do the work. And so it's a whole different orientation. So the cycle of works goes counterclockwise because it's like going the wrong way. The cycle of grace goes clockwise. It's going the right way. So the opposite direction when we're relying on the presence of the risen Jesus in our midst. I remember, Bill, I was heading into a meeting that I was needing to lead, and I knew there was going to be a person in that meeting that was really difficult for me and my flesh to love. <laughs> and I was dreading and I was I was actually feeling fearful about it. And was was I up to this? I didn't feel up to it. I felt very inadequate 
prayed for it. And I reached out to my sisters and I asked them to pray for me. And one of my sisters texted me back the verse from Romans 8 about the spirit of the risen Christ lives in you and reigns in you. And I remember, I, I've memorized Romans 8. I've meditated on that so many times, but it was just the word from the Lord for me at that time. And so I was just begin to praise God for that reality of of the risen Christ with me and to begin to really picture the risen Christ with me as I was going in to lead this meeting and to venture on his love for this woman and his leadership in through me as I went in. And it made all the difference in the world for me to reorient into that truth and out of the the lie that I was in that I I had nothing to offer and that I was a bad leader because I was struggling with this and feeling fearful that I was going to fail. Grace of Jesus pulled you out of that fear of failure, pulled you out of the shame and the isolation. Uh, You received his empathy. He's with you, loving Mm -hmm. you, and that's what gave you power. Yes. That's what gave you confidence. Yes, and that's one of the things that, one of the reasons why we put on in the journey of the soul, we've put together soul talk cards. It's a deck of cards. It's the side of the deck of playing cards. And there's like 52 cards. Yep. Uh, eight cards for each of the six stages uh, and another eight for the wall. So actually that would be 56 cards. And they each have the picture of the symbol for that stage. And each card has a different verse from scripture and a soul talk question. And we, we love doing these with each other and reminding ourselves. It encourages us in the Lord. It strengthens us in the Lord. And for one of the spirit-led ministry cards, it's talking about Jesus in a stage. We've got the verse from Matthew eleven twenty nine, where and this is the message translation. Jesus is saying, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And then the question we have is, what is the difference if you work with Jesus rather than just for him? And when I was thinking I had to go in and lead this meeting for him and I had to be adequate to do it, that's a heavy yoke. Mm -hmm. That's not me in spirit-led ministry. That's me going back into responsibilities in ministry where I'm shouldering all this responsibility and it's crushing my soul. Spirit-led ministry is when I realize, no, I, I live by the Spirit, and the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead reigns in me, and I can move with the Spirit. And that's why the sailboat is our symbol for spirit-led ministry, because we've learned, instead of having to be a rowboat out there, you know, rowing really hard to get where I think I need to go. Yeah, I'm looking at your nonverbals. You're, you're rowing yeah. with your hands like you got yeah. oars in your hands. And yeah. you, you could have seen Christy. <laughs> she's powering. That, that's tiring. Yes. That's one way to right. do it. I'm going to burn out. I can't keep that pace up. I'm not strong enough. But I've learned as a sailboat to be able to venture out into God's oceanic love, to rest there, to be at peace in his presence, to let him hold me and, and to trust him to guide me, and then to be able to learn the wind of the Spirit will come and how to adjust my cells to move with the Spirit. It's a totally different feeling than being in a rowboat where I think it's all up to the power in these biceps here and these hands on these oars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, um, I was going to say it's less stress, but it it, it isn't always less. If stress is defined properly, stress is challenges and difficulties that we encounter, whether it's uh, bad things or good things, uh, painful things or opportunities, stresses the, these challenges of life that, that impact us 
uh, and are, are difficult in that sense or requiring more of us. So it isn't necessarily we have less stress in the S stage of spirit-led ministry than in earlier stages, but there's there's less striving, less mm-hmm. straining, yes. less anxiety, less yes. ego ambition, less, I, I got to make this happen. I got to mm-hmm. make this turn out right. Mm-hmm. And less ego attachment to the outcomes. And so that's what y- y- you're learning that you're describing to us it's, that's really helped you. Very much it's helped me. And for, for me in the take one of this podcast that we, we deleted, I had slipped out of the easy yoke. I had slipped out of S stage spirit led ministry, being a sailboat with my sail out to catch the wind of the spirit. And I was being distracted by our cat Andy and all that activity. And it was hard to keep the presence of the risen Christ in your mind when the presence of this rambunctious cat biting the the cords. Because I kept, I I fell into my personality, I fell into my uh, unhealth. And telling myself, okay, I got to keep concentrating. Okay, now Christy's distracted by the cat, so I got to carry the conversation. I can't let her res- I gotta keep talking until yeah. she's done with that. And yeah. so I was putting more and more pressure mm-hmm. on myself. Yeah. And so I was, I was getting, I was internalizing this stress, and I was getting anxious, and I, I was losing my peace. And so finally, I just pushed pause on this thing and let out, let out a yelp. It's like, ah, I can't handle this anymore, Christy. We got to put him in a room. <laughs> So we did. So uh, he's kenneled up and we're back and we reoriented into God's presence with us and his spirit. And I think that's that's illustrating what, what we need to do, at least how it works for me. And it seems how it works for people that I talk with is you mentioned in your example, Christy, of just needing to reorient into the presence of the risen Jesus. And that's what I did when I pushed pause on the first recording, and then we had a little conversation debrief there. Well, yeah, Bill, because this is what the enemy does, right? The enemy comes and sows in these distractions and these temptations to get us out of the yoke, out of distracted from the Spirit of God with us, back into depending upon ourselves. And so you were smart because you pressed pause, and then you acknowledged your need, and you were vulnerable with me, and we had a little soul talk. We had a little, a little tiny spiritual direction moment there together. Yeah, and so if you're wondering, gosh, am I experiencing S-stage spirituality? Uh, one way you can discern this is if you read in Journey of the Soul, the chapter on the R stage, and then you read chapter on the S stage. They're on either side of the wall. And you, you read those chapters and you compare them. Uh, it really helps you to differentiate Am I doing my best for God, mostly in my own strength, which is what the R stage is, which is not bad, it's good. To do our best for God is good. Uh, it becomes bad as we lose our dependence on God and we lose the sense of intimacy with God, which can happen when we overwork or when we strain, which is what we're prone to in the R stage. Or as we talk about in the R stage, if we get too ego-identified, our identity around what we're doing or what people think of us, what we have, those kinds of things, instead of in Jesus, in Christ, our identity. Versus in the S stage and how we're learning to wait on the Spirit and move slower, uh, be more prayerful, be more interactive with others. And and we still do our best, but we don't trust our best. Mm-hmm. We trust God. Yes. And, and we're we know still... God does exponentially beyond what we can do and, and ourselves. 
and we're doing what we're doing, we're still doing what we're doing for God, which is the gift of the R stage, do everything we can for Jesus, for the glory of God, but we now learn to do it with God at the same time that we're doing our work and our ministry, and so now the with God and the for God come together, and so that's where there's greater joy and there's greater fruit that comes as we are purposefully, even unconsciously and habitually relying on the risen Jesus in the room, in the conversation. One of my favorite things about the S stage of spirit-led ministry is that this is really the stage for spiritual direction, meaning if you want to serve as a spiritual director or, or a coach that uh, does your coaching practice in the way of a spiritual director or a small group leader or a shepherd of any kind, or a, a counselor, therapist that wants to incorporate the principles of spiritual direction into that, uh, your role of leadership, uh, parenting, friendship, really any relational shepherding role, the things that we learn from the ancient tradition of Christian spiritual direction are very insightful, very encouraging and helpful for our ministry as to how because really what it's about is how do I listen, how do I care, how do I guide in the presence of the Spirit of Jesus? So, Because really the Holy Spirit is the spiritual director. So uh, as you grow in the S stage of Spirit-led ministry, it really opens up this ministry of spiritual direction, which is so important to us in soul shepherding because we, in our Soul Shepherding Institute, we offer a certificate in spiritual direction. And so uh, right now, as we speak, we have over 130 students in this two-year program of spiritual direction. And if, if you're not in that program, come join us. It is a life-changing program. It will change how you relate to people. It'll change how you lead. It'll change how you um, participate in small groups and how you care for people. And you can begin a ministry of spiritual direction with, with a certificate in spiritual direction. You can work with us as a senior spiritual director. We have a number of senior spiritual directors on our staff who have done our program and earned a certificate. And they are great at giving empathy, being prayerful as they listen to you and, and guiding you along in your life, your relationships, your work, so that you're following the spirit of Jesus. And so to help you with the ministry of spiritual direction, with learning this and, and offering this, in our Journey to the Soul Leader Guide, we have tips that we give for each of the group meetings that we lay out a format for you as you're leading a, a friend, a disciple, or a group through our book, Journey of the Soul. And these tips are interspersed throughout each of the chapters for the different stages in the Christ Stages model. And so, for instance, in the S stage, we have this, this, this is my like all-time favorite spiritual direction tip. Tell the group that the living Christ, the risen Christ, is present to listen and emotionally hold each person. Then as you listen to people, join Christ's ministry of empathy. And I, what I love about that tip is it's, it's what we've been talking about. It's reminding us that wherever we are in any situation of relationship, ministry, leadership, in any trial, the presence of the risen Jesus is there. And so training ourselves to look for God's presence, to, to listen, to look for the hand of God to move, and to be counting on not just my own abilities, but counting on the risen Jesus, his spirit in the midst. And that's what we want to do in leading a small group.
And when we do, it makes such a difference the way that we do that because people leave with their their souls enlivened and filled instead of leaving feeling discouraged like they've just got to go try harder on their own, that it's up to them. Here's another tip uh, on spirit-led ministry from the leader guide. While you listen to group members share, shoot up silent little arrow prayers for them like Jesus care for my friend. And that is just that one practice learning to do that, which was a training to develop some habits around this. Uh, as I listen to people learning to shoot up little prayers mm-hmm. for them now and again, it's just been such a blessing. It mm-hmm. gives me encouragement. It reminds me I'm not alone. Yeah. It, it, sometimes I catch myself doing this. I didn't even intend to do it because yeah. I had the habit. It reminds me, it's not just me. It's not up mm-hmm. to me to make this conversation go well, help this person for sure feel the care that they need or, or take the positive step they need. But just, okay, I'm going to do my part. But, but really, Jesus, yes, the risen Jesus is present in the Holy Spirit and he is the friend, the counselor, the spiritual director. Yes, I love that. And I found that to be the case too, Bill. I use Frank LeBach's prayer, can I help you, Holy Spirit? How can I help you as I'm listening to other people? And often I, I feel like God guides me with a response of empathy, of listening, of maybe just a, a, a way to participate with the risen Christ's love in that person's life that I wouldn't have thought of, that I know is an answer to my praying and tuning in to Christ here with us in, in that moment. So friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you look back in our history, we've done other podcasts on Journey of the Soul, our book that came out two years ago and uh, unpacks the Christ stages of faith, which are stages of emotional and spiritual growth. And uh, thanks for celebrating the two-year anniversary with us. And if you haven't left a rating or review on Amazon for Journey of the Soul, uh, please do that. It helps people to find the book. Uh, it's so awesome. It's It just takes us seconds to leave a star rating, really. And we're just so thankful for you, our listeners, our friends uh, who are sharing, who are reading the book and sharing with others and finding help from it. And we're just praising God that out of 33 million books on Amazon, last week I said it was 3 million. It's actually 33 million books on Amazon. God has had us, you know, it goes up and down, of course, but we've been in the top 10 to 50,000 of those books. So at 50, at 50 number 50,000 out of 33 million puts Journey of the Soul in the top one-tenth of 1%. So that means that the top part of a 1% that's how many. That's how God is using the journey of the soul. The one percent. That's amazing. And well, you guys are a huge part of that because you're reading the book, you're buying it for others, you're telling people about it, you're spreading the word, you're living into this, you're letting God use it in your life, overflowing as a testimony, and that's what's keeping the interest in it up even two years later. And that expands the work of Soul Shepherd, and you're participating with what God has called us to do. So. We're so blessed to follow Jesus with you. And Jesus, how we thank you and praise you that you are with us. We celebrate you, God, as Emmanuel at Advent. We've been, we were talking about the gift that you came as a human, that you experienced and suffered and identified with us in all of our trials and our weaknesses and our longings. And that you were victorious. You humbled yourself even to death on a cross because of the joy set before you. 
that you love you love us that much and that you now seated resurrected at the right hand of the father interceding for us and you have sent your spirit to reside in us and we are temples of your spirit what an amazing amazing god you are and how blessed we are and then you've put us in community with each other as part of your body and part of your ambassadors and soul shepherds after your own heart thank you continue this good work we pray through us with gratitude and through our friends in jesus name Amen. We are so excited to tell you about a new tool. It's the Spiritual Growth Path Assessment. You can find this on soulshepherding.org slash SGP. This Spiritual Growth Path Assessment is guiding you through uh, the questions that are in our book, Journey of the Soul, that uh, help you understand the Christ stages of faith and your experience in those stages. When you, it only takes two or three minutes to do this online assessment and you will see what your home stage is and the Christ stages, the secondary stage, and you will get uh, results back that give you uh, guidance on customized guidance for that stage. This is something that you can do uh, in, in minutes yourself. You can share with a friend. Uh, we have a pastor taking his whole church through this. Just the first day we put it online, a pastor found it and said, this is awesome. I'm going to take my whole church through this. Uh, and you can then see everybody in your, your community that's taking the assessment, you can see what their stages are. In fact, if you want to take a whole church through it, uh, contact us and we will uh, give you a special link so that you will be able to see the results for that whole community that takes the test and to see what they where they line up, you can see, oh, wow, 40% of the people in, in my church or in my community are in the R stage. And, and gee, wow, I didn't... 30% are at the wall. I didn't realize that. And, and 20% are in the inner journey. And you get that sort of feedback with a, a very attractive, simple uh, bar graph that shows you. So that's soulshepherding.org slash SGP for Spiritual Growth Path Assessment. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 